0: Saraya, how's it going?
1: Hey Jeff, good to see you friend.
0: Good to see you too. So it's been a while since we've posted a video, although it hasn't been that long since we've seen each other recording, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but this'll be the first video in months that we've posted. And, um, do you want to let, uh, our listeners know what we decided to do with this little, this little uh, episode here?
1: Absolutely. So as we start to wrap up the year, some really interesting things happened where some of our favorite bands and members of the core four that I like to call the core four of the Paisley Underground um, gave us new stuff to think about, listen to, and look forward to. So we thought this would be a great way to wrap up 2023 by sharing some conversations we had with members of the three o'clock dream syndicate uh rain parade and uh one very special member of the bangles along with john Cowsill. so um, right. um, we just thought this would there's so much to look forward to um, so much that was gifted to us in 2023 and so much to look forward to in 2024 we thought this would be the best way to give you all just a peek into what those bands and those members had to say and share with us fans so jeff this is a really this was a great year for fans and it looks like 2024 is really ramping up to be an even better one
0: absolutely yeah for sure so we've already conducted interviews with members of these four primary bands that you said but this little episode right here we just took little clips it's kind of like a preview um episode Soraya, I, I love to go to the movies with my wife and oh, when yeah. we sit at the movies there's always previews before the movies of what we can expect to see in the in the coming weeks, right So that's kind of what we're doing here. We got four little clips from these interviews um that we're that we're um, kind of teasing the episodes that we'll have like yeah. you said through the end of the year and probably rolling over a little bit into the new year with some of these because we've because we've got four of these so and like you said the artists um from these bands have put out some stuff so we know that um John and Vicky put out um the new action skulls um, right from a running horse um which is their second second album as you'll hear
2: that's true
0: (laughs) that's and um uh it only available um streaming and digital now but um maybe in a physical format as you'll hear and then members from the other bands have got some physical releases that we'll be talking about here um with steve from the dream syndicate uh rain parade and the three o'clock so yeah i don't know i i i think this teaser should um let people know um that we've got some good stuff coming
1: yeah and um just a small parenthesis so jen Jeff and I, we thought, oh my gosh, there's all this stuff happening. Let's do like a teaser episode and we'll only, we'll limit ourselves to 15 minutes per band. (laughs) Never happened. (laughs) Sorry. Just never happened. No. Um, no. Because conversations were fun and they just kept going and we said, we're not going to stop. So like Jeff said, this is a coming attractions, a little way to what your whistle as they say, um, for a, for a couple of episodes that are coming up. Um, and we just thought we couldn't wait to not share. We Wait, does that wait? Yeah, double negative. Sorry, yeah. I think <laughs> in Spanish where we use double and triple negatives. Uh, <laughs> we could not wait to share some small clips from these episodes. So we hope you really enjoy it. And again, thank you for listening and uh, downloading us in 2023. And we look forward to bringing you a lot more in 2024.
0: Absolutely. Let's jump into this.
1: Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya.
0: And this is Jeff.
1: Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme.
0: A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes.
1: We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, abierto.
0: Let's get groovy. 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 All right, Soraya. So when we decided that we were going to do this, these short little interviews, right? <laughs> unsuccessfully, as he said thankfully, because we've got full episodes from each, um, we were kind of playing with the idea of, um, or working through how we're gonna sequence these, these little interview clips, right? Because as you know, I'm pretty big on sequencing and yeah. we couldn't, it was hard for us to decide who to go first who in, in what order. So you came up with a good idea that I thought was pretty fair and logical. Do you remember what, idea you came no. up with the or... <laughs> no so alphabetical order so <laughs> so you decided let's do these four bands in alphabetical order so we... bangles came up first and that's what we've got here first so do you want to um intro this little clip preview clip that we got from somebody representing the bangles
1: absolutely so please enjoy this small clip of a forthcoming episode uh, of a conversation Jeff and I were fortunate to have with Vicki Peterson and John
3: Cowsill. Yes. No, no, yes, you are. You know, the funny thing yeah. about from, from a Running Horse is that um, we actually started making that record right after uh, Angels Here, and oh. it was going to be our second album. And then uh, things happened, life ensued, and then the pandemic arrived. And at that point, Bill, Lumi um, just kind of vomited out this collection of songs, and we we caught them and sang all over them and sent them back to him, and we ended up with a different world, and and that became.
1: It's our pandemic
3: our album. First, yeah, but it was our first second album, and from a running horse is our second second album. So.
4: <laughs> I love that. I, I love yeah. Bill's voice. We love Bill's voice. He's got that Randy Newman kind of troubadour sound just I uh, love his voice and you know of course nobody likes their own voice so he said I can't sing either you know he said bring him out world to see no you know I love that
2: it's so beautiful he's anyway, got a great
0: earthy voice i describe it as earthy yes yeah. there's oh a gosh, warmth to it yeah
3: beautiful it sounds like an old blues singer
0: yeah sounds like an old blues singer Way absolutely American. Very American. I'm going to repeat everything she says. Yeah, repeat everything everything she says. Everything I say. Usually, the way that I digest music is I'll throw throw something on the turntable or on the CD player, and I'm looking at the cover. If it's a gatefold, I'm opening it. I'm reading the lyrics. I'm reading the credits. I don't get to do that with From a Running Horse. So we're curious about credits. Is there? Can you tell us about? Is it self-produced? Any guests perform? Yeah, well,
4: I will take all the credit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, many of the songs, and you you can see some of the credits if you on Spotify. You know, they'll if you scroll down. Um, many of the songs were co-written actually by the three of us, um, which is one of the reasons why I like this record. Um, it feels very inclusive in a lot of ways. Bill wrote a couple by himself. I wrote a couple of myself. Um, John and Bill wrote the the major part of find the good and um we all wrote um rounding the square which is one of my favorite songs that came from a piano riff john's had for years and just in the studio one day he was playing with it and we said let's let's do something with this song yeah
5: bill
4: bill said well play that again you know it's like okay really i've been playing this for like nine years (laughs) like, Jesus.
3: and that was one of those songs in in 2017 i thought we need to get this out now it's about it's sort of about our our world right now in our political environment and and landscape right now. And then I went, then about two years later, when I realized it wasn't going to be coming coming out right away, I was like, Oh, well, I guess it's sort of, I guess it's sort of passe now. And now, strangely enough, it is no longer passe. It is absolutely right on target.
6: He's still here.
3: (laughs) They, all of them. (laughs) So it's, it's kind of life is, is interesting that way, but yeah. Yeah. So, so,
0: uh, so that's just a little clip of what, of the full length, um, uh, interview that we did and aren't those two amazing together
1: you know first of all there there's so much knowledge that they both have and so many stories yeah you know we just yeah. scraped the surface it's really it this was really a fun conversation and uh i mean they're just, they're unstoppable. If It feels like they're unstoppable, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And so you yeah, tell it was they, a lot of fun. Indeed. And you could tell they have so much fun together. And, um, in that, in the full length interview, we get into, um, the fact that they live in the, in New York, as well as Los Angeles, New York, I think at the time of the recording, I think now they're probably back in Los Angeles, but, um, we get a little insight into what their world is like um in another part of the world right
1: yes yeah absolutely
0: all right so up next alphabetically after bangles is dream syndicate so representing dream syndicate we got mr Steve Wynn talking about uh his new live record journeyman and when when we talked to him he wasn't at home what's he oh no,
1: no um, uh, I think this was the most mobile
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: interview we've had uh, he was in a van on the road <laughs> driving to another destination um as part of his solo tour and he was in spain
0: yes that's right yeah all right let's listen to it
1: yes <laughs>
5: well good How's my afternoon audio sounding? i'm i'm on I'm the back seat of a of a vw minivan how, how am i sounding you
0: sound pretty good so we're literally on the road with Steve Wynn and it's for us very early in the morning so you know what they say Soraya the early bird gets the win right
5: yeah I do. <laughs> is that what I am
0: <laughs> <laughs> indeed so where in the world is Steve Wynn right now
5: well we uh, I played a city called Orense in in, in Galicia on the kind of sort of the the Northwest I guess you could say the 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 Portland Oregon of Spain and now we're heading straight across the country to um, to San Sebastian, one of my favorite cities. We're playing here tonight. Wow. I'm On that... tour, um, I'm, I'm on this day nine of a ten city Spanish tour. Um, after having played eight shows in Scandinavia and a show in, in Greece, so this is near the end of a, a long run. And I'm out here on um, driving. It's a well, about an eight hour drive today, and I'm and I'm being um, in the in the driver's seat right now is my friend and support act Herman Salta, who's been playing great shows and. Merchandise, tower have Yuko in the front, in the co-pilot seat. So we're we're the I'm I'm the back.
0: So you're being chauffeured around,
5: like being driven around, around like Hank Williams right now. <laughs> yes, I like it. <laughs> the life of luxury, and not only that, but Herman's um, when he when he's not making great records and playing great shows, his his other job is he's, he's a pilot for Iberia Airlines, and he, wow. fly, he um he flies all around the world. So so I think I'm in pretty good hands right now.
0: Indeed, so I think for Herman, Indeed. probably flying on the ground is wrong. He, <laughs> he should be flying in the air. He,
5: he he would appreciate that. They they're saying flying on the ground is wrong. See, so he's, he's a new young fan. So these guys got that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh, Soraya, there's a new record or a new CD, a new release that we want to talk about, isn't there?
1: Yes. So Steve, we wanted to ask about this live release that. Uh, Official release date November 1st, and we wanted to know, first of all, what made you think this is the right time for a live album, and just give us your thoughts behind it. We're excited for it.
5: Yeah, this this is, this is, just show us your, your new, new release roundup, right? That's kind of a (laughs) theme today. (laughs) Thank thank you for, thank you for including me. that's, That's very, very kind of you. No, um, isn't, it, isn't it? I mean, it's great that all of the I mean, the people you you cover on the show and the people who've been making records for so long are st- are still putting out new things and being creative. I think it's wonderful. And I've been hearing, you know, on this tour, I've been on, I've been sort of crisscrossing at various times with Dan Stewart, with the Long Riders, um, with Chuck Prophet. Um, we've all been out here in Europe at various times in the last month, so it's kind of cool. Your your friends are still out there. God, I mean, it's crazy to say, but four decades on, still doing it. It's wonderful. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, this, uh, um, this, the new, you know, I've, I've been touring, I've been playing and touring acoustic since the very beginning, and more and more lately doing a lot of solo shows, and I really, I really like these shows. I think, I think, weirdly enough, I mean, after four decades, I'm slow, starting to get the hang of it. <laughs> I think when I started playing acoustic, it was like, well, since I don't have the band, I'll go out there and bash it out and pretend like I still have the band with me, and it wasn't like a thing of its own until recent tours where I started finding the beauty of these solo acoustic shows. And the way I often describe it is when I'm playing with the band, whether it's the Baseball Project or Dream Syndicate or whoever, I think the show is more or less a case of the people on stage that I'm with. We're all interacting and talking to each other and the audience can kind of like on a good night watch us, you know, catch fire and get into a good vibe, which is kind of exciting for everybody. But we're you know, we're we're in the fishbowl and we're, you know, you, you know, check us out while we swim around in circles. But on these solo shows, I'm kind of jamming with the audience. I'm kind of feeling everybody out there second to second, moment to moment, and riding a wave of just kind of, you know, kicking in louder, softer, you know, more gently, more aggressive, more tense, more, all these different emotions, second by second based on what I'm feeling from the audience. That's an exciting thing. And it makes, is why I look forward to these tours and these shows. But I'd never put out an actual live solo acoustic record before. I'd had various, you know, live band records. And uh, I was on tour last May playing a club just outside of Hamburg called The Music Star. I play it, um, I think a lot of people on your show played it before and I play it off in cool little place and they have a great sound system and video and sound set up there. And when I finished the show, um, it was a particularly good night where I just felt like things were working well. And that guy gave me, you know, a little, you know, recording of the show, and said, "Well, if you want to put it out, feel free. We'd be happy to, have, you know, have you, you know, re- you know, put out this this evening of music." Wow. And I went back and listened. And went, "Yeah, that's kind of what I do out here." So I feel like a good timing with this tour happening, and that being so fresh from a recent tour to finally put it out. So it's only it's it's only a thousand copies. It's like just on just a little document to be sold on tour, like we're selling it right now, and then um then on Bandcamp starting November first. Very cool.
0: And so. Uh, Steve uh, titled us our this little project that we're doing, the Paisley Underground New Release Roundup. So
1: I think it's <laughs> very fitting.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we didn't get to see Steve because, like you said, he was in the back of the van, and we weren't able to get any visual. But we got to, got to hear Steve and answer some questions about this release, which I don't think we had in physical format at the time. I think we only had the download version. So um, the physical format comes signed by Steve. Um, and this is great great to have. So it was cool to hear how this all came about, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I there's always a good story, or 57, whenever we <laughs> went. So it was just really fun to hear not only about how his tour was going, but also about this live release and new things that are coming up. For the band and I, you know, he said something there that I think just kind of encompasses this whole episode. It's really nice to see friends, like friends of four decades on, still out there doing the work and, and sharing shows with fans. Dan Stewart, uh, Chuck Prophet, uh, Long Riders, Rainbow. I mean, it's great. This is, yeah it's just really cool it's always fun to talk to him and uh, the energy he gives out it just woo, it's contagious
0: yeah absolutely absolutely all right so alphabetically we Bengals, dream syndicate now we're up to R. so rain parade talking about their new album um we actually did had a couple calls with them Soraya one was yeah. the, the little clip one and then we did a full length one so they're really two different calls, but um, what we're going to have up next is our little preview clip with Matt Piucci and Stephen Roback talking uh, about this release. And um, I added in this little clip an analogy that Matt uses about Rain Parade and how he describes them. So listen for that here.
6: We were going to do only business. But we anyway. Oh, but
0: yes, on to the new stuff, as you yes. were saying. Speaking of the new stuff, and I'm glad to hear that the label, Label 51, is supporting you guys in more ways than one. Um, are you guys happy with them? I think we've talked before about how that came about as um, your connection with Enigma. And Correct.
6: Uh, Bill, and by the way, I mean, you guys do what you want, but he'd be a great guy for you guys to talk to. He's like, uh, he would be, a, a, he's got a lot of stuff that you would be interested in. But anyway. That's a separate issue. I can give you his phone number if you want. Um, we love him. Like we've said before, we, he was the first guy we met, and it was like all downhill since then. Um, he's a wonderful guy, and he's su- he's just super into the music. And I don't know what's wrong with him, but he fucking loves us. And oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, this is R R-rated, so I mean, you can you can bleep that out, Jeffrey. Um, we'll
0: leave, we'll leave it in there. We love that stuff.
6: Um, and we we love him. He's it, been really supportive. Of it, that uh, and Andy too. Andy Sickland, uh is the, the new
4: Earth. Well, it's, it's been going really well. I mean, they they uh, they got the record out. I mean, that's <laughs> that's uh, an accomplishment, um, and it yeah. seems to be uh, you know people are hearing it, and um, it's slowly you know just getting distributed to to fans and hopefully beyond. So um, yeah. They're, they're, their, their support is really
6: means a lot. Yeah. yeah, we've always been kind of like creeper weed. Oh, there you I go. Dig, yeah, we, I dig the
4: transparent blue. Love yeah, blue. Yeah, we Love blue. We love
6: the cover. Although we just read this review from Spain where they're like, "This is a fantastic album," but that's like the worst cover ever. <laughs> and they're wrong. It's not. It's that's Emily Wick, who's a brilliant artist, a good pal. She did it. It's a very good picture. So, but like I said, we're like creeper weed. We we kind of come on slow.
4: So I, I, uh... it seems you know it seems to evoke emotion and that's a good thing whether it's positive or maybe not so positive it, you know it gets a reaction
0: yeah we'll definitely hope to get into that more um when we meet with you guys again if you guys are agreeable to that but i have sure. one more thanks ryan i think you had one more thing um when we saw you guys at permanent Records show um we were able to run into you guys briefly um um when we went to grab a meal beforehand and get some empanadas which were fantastic. not empanadas pupusas thank you for the correction those were fantastic but um we we ran into jim hill and jim um was asking us what we thought about the mix because he, he said he worked particularly hard on the mix and making it more modern sounding than any rain parade recording has ever sounded he said for the kiddos um, so uh, how do you, do you guys feel that the, the mix is any different or do you feel it's more of a modern sound?
4: I, I was just going to say that, you know, when he says, he says modern, I think, I think he might mean more that he was able to capture the sound itself of the, the instruments using mo- you know, whatever modern gear he, he might be thinking of okay. as opposed to like processing it in a way that sounds faddish or, te- you know, uh, of the moment, you know? Okay, in that way I, th- I think he really came through in getting you know really capturing the, the sort of the, the blend of the vintage instruments that we were using because we were using instruments from all you know, uh, from, yeah,
6: yeah, you know, John Lennon said about uh, day in the life, he said, Well, you should have heard it in the studio because I mean, obviously, we're 50 years on from that, but for are 60, or whatever. Um, sometimes you know, you don't get everything that's there down into the product that everybody hears and i mean jim is a god at that kind of stuff he really can make digital sound analog if you will so we were uh we and he were very careful about uh each sound and and how we were able to capture it and it wasn't i mean i mean modern in a good way in the ability to capture what was there we didn't like make stuff up or uh, I mean, sure, he moved things around and I mean he did some, you know, you don't want to watch the sausage get made, but we did we did use every technique that was available to us to make it sound as good as we could. Uh and uh in that sense, yes, modern, but um I don't feel that it's artificial in any way. Um and I don't think that's what he meant. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because I think you asked Jeffrey about as I, I was listening to one of your previous podcasts. Um, and Soraya, who says she doesn't know anything, but she actually knows a lot. She just doesn't know the the terminology. Um, he he really, you know, used the the right microphones and the right, uh, it's not really enhancement gear, but the right kind of compressors and, uh, making sure that everything that was recorded was you can actually hear it. So we were, were, you know, we loved Jim. We're very happy with it. We just talked a few minutes ago. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but
0: <laughs> thank you. So according That's to Matt Pucci, Rain Parade is like creeper weed. They sneak <laughs> up on you, Soraya.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. there you have it. You have it. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I loved about, uh, especially that clip, um, is the mention of Jim Hill and how masterful, really, he is in enhancing and bringing out their sound. And I think this la- this album, Last Rays of a Dying Sun, is, is really such a showcase for that. The band just, it shines on this album, so. Yeah, absolutely. And I still say, I don't know nothing about nothing. But, <laughs> no, Matt's
0: but absolutely But I can at least
1: describe it. <laughs> I don't know the text, but
0: you know you know more than any of us just <laughs> that's right all right last up alphabetically in our last preview um is the reissue of the three o'clock 16 tambourine. so yes, sir yeah so we have a, two
1: people that we interviewed
0: or is it three let's watch
1: all right let's do it. so jeff why don't you let our listeners know who has joined us today
0: so, Soraya, we're very excited to have back Danny Banaire and Michael Corsio of the Three O'Clock and of many other projects. But today we're talking about a Three O'Clock project um, because there's a new release, a really yes. new release. This guy, or, or is it this guy.
1: Or if you have.
0: Oh, what this, do you have, Soraya?
1: This gorgeous there you go. the vinyl. Amazing. Okay. Listen, yeah. Yes,
0: incredible. Welcome, guys, to the show.
1: Hey,
7: one second, I'll be right there again.
0: I got an issue. All right. And
1: of course, Marty Van B. Yeah,
2: so, not a- signed.
0: What happened to his signature? Hey,
1: so, Marty uh, Van B
2: is a private guy. That's, that's part of our conversation, uh, <laughs> to answer all those questions.
0: Oh, well, we do have some questions.
2: But there's all there's answers to everything.
1: See, <laughs> because in the original.
7: Oh, it's we signed. know. We know. All right. All right. Okay. All right, okay. Well. The one thing I can say before as we start, um, besides the record which Michael and I love, um there, there's a lot of things about the, the compiling of the actual thing you were holding in your hand, Soraya, that um were sort of a surprise to us. So oh oh okay. Well
1: we'll talk about that. So. So one of the questions we want to start out with, thank you, Danny, is why, I mean, Jeff and I were comparing, Jeff has seven versions, I have uh, four of 16 tambourines, and we're wondering why should fans buy this version? David, we asked David Shaw, and he said, this is the definitive version of 16 tambourines. Do you agree with that?
2: Yes, uh, this is the uh, remastered by Bill Inglot, incredibly uh this is uh everything kind of put to right uh it's the work more that we wanted the record to look like and be we never wanted the cover that was that was a complete mishap um i never had any idea that marty van buren was going to autograph that that was complete right that was lisa from frontier who just did that and uh, yeah, so this is everything put together, you know, and then remastered wonderfully, really, by Bill Inglot, who was there at the time and knew the band, the old friend, and and so it all, and now he's like, this, you know, he does Fleetwood Mac and all the superstars. So, um, I don't know, Danny, what do you, what do you say?
7: Yeah, I mean. Definitive is as definitive as today is. I mean, 10 years from now, who, know, you know, who knows? But no, it, I actually don't believe it's ever been remastered since the day it was made. So it just, you know, it came out on CD, it came out on vinyl. Then it was put on colored vinyl. Nothing was done. It was just taken off the original stampers. Um, so I believe I believe, sonically, Michael and I, when we listened to the te- uh, test pressing, and we weren't gloating about it because we were in the band. I, I think we genuinely both believed that um it sounded really great. And it the thing we always I think we always felt about the record was its warmth. And we wanted to make sure that that, that was there. And also I think we both believe that the record is sort of novel in the sense that it's we're in our own little world when we make that record. It's not really like, well, we've got to do this or we gotta do that. Because it's not that. And it came out at, I think the first few weeks, you know, mm-hmm. people were like, what did they do? You know. But to answer your question, yes, I think for today it is the definitive version.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, the uh, um mm-hmm. for instance, sonically, apart from the actual frontier release, original release. You know, the American, I guess you want to call it. Yeah, there are other there's a French version, there's a Japanese version, as you know.
6: Okay.
2: Now I do not know what sources those come from, the Japanese and the French. Yeah. I don't I don't believe I don't know if Lisa Fancher sent the original master tapes across the ocean. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Right. I don't know at the time how those were referenced
7: probably a tape copy would be my guess you know i don't think it i don't think it. i think it was a secondary source i think
2: they're secondary sources
7: oh
2: and that okay. doesn't necessarily bad i mean it depends on your ear but um i think that you know so that i've heard those and i i i can hear that they're secondary sources okay to my ear
0: well so, it looks like we have another guest joining us
2: and I sonically, I the bill the modern build Inglot uh, thing to me is is my favorite. So,
7: okay. and the vinyl being pressed, you know that was I think really important too.
0: Yeah, so I would I having listened to the the new remastered version, I have to say sonically it's the best sounding version. Um, I'm glad. Hey, Lewis, welcome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey. Well, Jesus you. Christ. <laughs> all right so dun, dun, very- dun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We,
1: didn't, we didn't even let lewis say hello
0: <laughs> oh no but in the conversation he has a lot to say so it's yeah. true yeah.
1: you yeah. know yeah. i love this uh this remastered version of 16 tambourines i mean you and i have professed our love for this album for years um and it sounds so good so i talked to bill inglot and everyone involved in this project because so, so good. Yeah, it sounds great. Well, All right, Jeff. so
0: we, we have stuff coming out. The bands are, like you said, still active, so um, these were just clips, so we will be rolling out the full-length uh, episodes over the next four weeks.
1: Yeah, and we really hope you enjoy them because this was a lot of fun. I mean, we had a very simple idea, and then as it started progressing, you know, it just got bigger and bigger, and you know, we we didn't have the heart to give you just, you know, a very, very short episode. So we hope you enjoy them. We had a lot of fun uh, speaking with everyone involved. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, indeed. And like you said, we've got some ideas coming up in 2024. So hopefully we get back rolling. Um, It's been busy with, with work and with health stuff. issues in summer. We've had all kinds of stuff. So we're um, we're hoping to be um, get back into this and in, on a regular schedule. So
1: absolutely. And just before we cut out, uh, happy holidays, happy new year. We look absolutely. forward to being with you with new stuff in the new year, and uh, we'll see you there. Mi gente, agroviar.
0: Groove on, Paisley people.